And so what that allows is for that client to, to, warm, to be warmed up to you and what you offer and they will see you then consistently on LinkedIn. So that's the first one. It's about maintaining your clients and converting those cold leads to warm or hot leads. Welcome to the Property Management Podcast with That Property Mum. I'm your host, Kylie Walker. I'm a former television sports journalist and mother of four turned co-owner of a million-dollar real estate brand. Each week, I teach women in the property management industry all the best tips to help you balance your career and family, grow your dream business, master your fear, boost your confidence, and conquer your mindset. Ready to get started? Let's dive in. Welcome, everyone, to the Property Management Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today and having me in your ears. Now, I want to invite you to take part in something so epic, you'll be wondering, why didn't I do this sooner? It's my PM Accelerate membership community, a membership by property managers for property managers. And it's everything I wished was around when I started my own business. And honestly, it is designed to save you hours and hours of time, working things out like your leasing process, or your new management process for yourself. I share the exact workflows, the exact template emails and checklists I use inside my own business. Then there's the done for you hub where every three months you'll get content for your social media, including creatives for posts, captions, blogs, and newsletters, and even reels and TikTok ideas. And not only does it save you hours of time, but it's all, it'll also save you stress, overwhelm, and reduce so much chaos inside your business to help you streamline things. It'll also be able to be used as a way to train your team with the growth and personal development trainings inside the membership. And even better, it's all for an affordable monthly fee. There's no major upfront commitment and you can cancel at any time. And one of the best bits of feedback I've received so far is that the content is super relevant for what is going on right now in property management. And I share new content every single month. And I'd be happy to show you around exactly what's inside the PM Accelerate membership. Just head to the show notes and book in a discovery call with me. Actually, pause this episode and go right now and do it. Book me in. Then sit back and enjoy the powerhouse guest I speak with in this episode. So my guest today needs a little introduction. She's been on this podcast before and she has her own successful podcast, The Art of Property Management. She's all, she also has a successful real estate business in South Perth, Western Australia, a membership and a highly engaged and supportive property management community called the PM Collective. I honestly don't know how she does it all. But for those of you who don't know who I'm talking about, it's Ashley Goodchild. And she is the queen of collaboration over competition. And one thing I've learned as I've had the pleasure to get to know Ash more over the past few years, she just gets things done. She's very considered, she's very strategic, and she's absolutely generous with everything that she does. From working with investors and educating them, to mentoring her team, to sharing her knowledge and expertise with the industry as a whole. There's a lot this pocket rocket does that I'm simply in awe of. 
Now, I love social media and building a personal profile to grow your business. But strap yourselves in as Ash shares her exact LinkedIn strategy that takes her less than 30 minutes a week and has secured her 300 managements in one year. Yes, you heard me right. The beauty of social media is that it saves you so much time and yet, if done right, can reap massive rewards. And if you're thinking, yeah, Kylie, this sounds way too good to be true, I challenge you to listen to the entire episode. Now, there is a few glitches on my end. Sometimes things just don't go right despite your best efforts. But the value Ash shares in this episode, well, you're going to want to go and start using it immediately inside your business. I know I already have. So sit back and take a listen. Thank you so much, Ash, for joining me yet again on the Property Management Podcast. And you probably don't need much of an introduction, but maybe for some of our new listeners, just give us a little quick intro about who you are and all the amazing things that you do in the property management industry. Thank you, Kylie. So I'm Ashley Goodchild. I am easily Googleable. I always tell people just put my name into Google and find out what I'm doing. However, I have owned my real estate business for the last 18 years. So I started that when I was 23 years of age and that runs beautifully now. So we've got a great team, predominantly property management, a little bit of stra- a little bit of commercial, a little bit of sales. And then I also run property profiling, which is an investor, yeah, sorry, an investor advocate service for interstate investors buying in Perth and helping them with choosing the right property. And then I also run PM Collective, which supports property managers in the industry just with motivation and support and education. Amazing. You do some amazing things for the industry. And there's so many topics that I could talk to you about. But today we're going to dive into the topic of how to use LinkedIn to generate investor leads. So talk me through it. I am not very good on LinkedIn. I've got a profile set up. I do a little bit of posting on there. I do a little bit of stalking on there. But talk me through what do we need to do as property owners or property managers to start generating leads using LinkedIn? So LinkedIn is one of my favorite platforms. It's where I would receive a good 90% of new managements through that platform. The second platform is just mentioning is YouTube. So that's coming up quite a bit now as well. But with LinkedIn, I started doing that actively about four years ago and I was doing some training over East and I remember, and, and I say old men, I think, I can't remember who it was, but some old man said to me, you should do LinkedIn. And that's where the real estate industry is going. And so I found that the platform itself is quite boring. It's not something that I was really interested in, but I was spending some money on this training. So I thought I am going to do what they say, because what's the point of paying for training if you're not going to follow what their advice is? So I started just running through the process, putting in posts, putting up posts and, and sharing articles. And I've just consistently been doing that for the last four years. And it probably has taken off more in the last two and a half years where finally the effort has paid off. So I would say at the moment, and to give people a context of what sort of leads we're doing at the moment, we are taking on and converting over 300 new managements per year, which is really wonderful in Perth. So 300 managements in Perth is what we're converting at the moment, which is really great. And like I said, probably about 90% of them coming from LinkedIn. 
And if I really was to bring it down to actually what it is on LinkedIn that we're doing that is bringing in those leads, it's coming down to two, two focus points. One is humanizing and showing a personality. And the other one is having an opinion. And I actually find that these are the two things that people are really lacking, having the confidence to do as property managers. Like I see people have quite boring pages where they just share articles and post up their company's stats for the month. You know what I mean? Those boring posts or this property's for lease or this Google review. But they're all fine and good to have so that you've got some consistency when it comes to your page. But it's actually the opinion and your face that really is what's going to amplify your content. Okay, tell me, would you like to make maintenance your superpower? Well, you can. And you don't even need to tell anyone. It's all thanks to Tappy a powerful property care software that takes all the pain, stress, and chaos out of dealing with maintenance and turns it into a predictable process that is reliable and frictionless, where every maintenance process is a smooth experience for everyone with value adds that your owners and tenants will absolutely love. And it seamlessly integrates with your property management software too. And here's the bonus, it can actually help grow your business as well. And if you're rolling your eyes at me right now and thinking, yeah, right, I've heard all this before, then do yourself a favor and book in for a demo at tappy.com.au. Mention that property mum and receive one month free on Tappy. That is amazing. And I thought of LinkedIn as more peer-to-peer not actually as a lead generator. It's one of those platforms you feel like you should be on, but you don't really know why. But you're saying that you're actually connecting with investors through the platform, through sharing your opinion, through showing up. And So what sort of content are you sharing then? Is it more educational? Is it, I don't know, personality stuff? What's the content that we should be sharing on there? Yeah, so an example would be that I see all the time is people that might post 0.7% vacancy rate for WA or for whatever state you're from. And they share that stat or they might share something in the newspaper. But what I think is really relevant is actually breaking that down. So it's easy for an investor to actually know how that 0.7% is going to affect them. For example, if one person could advertise a 0.7% vacancy rate in Perth, call us if you want your property rented or option two, is saying Perth has a 0.7% vacancy rate. What does this mean to you as an investor? It means that there is a high chance that your home open is going to have over 50 people registered to book in. It also means that there is a very high chance that your property can be marketed a little bit more generously than what you normally would. It means that your property will be leased on average in one home open, or maybe it's two home opens, but actually breaking that down and explaining to them 
that as an investor with that vacancy rate, you should expect properties leased within one to two home open, at least 50 people through, and a very high chance that there's going to be applications that offer over and above the asking price. So that is an example of yeah, what people are doing now and how they could amplify that a little bit more to make it more consumer friendly. And another really great one would be to do, and I'm all for Google reviews, so I think that's all really good to put on there as well but also actually sharing case studies. So case studies can be positive and also negative because both investors will relate to, to both of them. So of course, good case studies, you want to have more of them and they will be very simple bullet form case study and then mention the suburb and then actually put in there, we had this many people through the home open. This is the number of applications we had. This is the price that it went for. Maybe this is how much the investor had also purchased it for or something extra that might be relevant. People will resonate or investors will resonate with that because they're going to say, oh, I was looking to buy in that area. That is what I should be expecting to get with the returns. But there's also a chance that you can put in what I would call, it's not a negative, a negative case study, but what it would do is it'll allow investors to resonate if they have a property that's sitting vacant for a little bit longer and they're thinking that they've got a property manager who's not doing the right thing, then a negative case study can maybe go, oh, my property is vacant, has been vacant for a little bit longer too. That's interesting that they said, made a comment about price. So for example, you could have a, I worked with an agency the other day and we did a case study for them and it was a property that was 15, that the owner wanted $1,500 per week. The property manager had appraised it for $1,300 to $1,400 per week, but the investor insisted on that $1,500, so they tried it. They tried it for a certain number of weeks, and then it ended, as soon as they reduced it down to $1,400, they had a lot more inquiries on it, and they ended up leasing it for $1,350, I think it was. So explaining to that as a case study to investors to show that people aren't going to pay whatever for a property because it's a crisis you still have to be priced right so then that post will resonate with an investor who maybe also has a high price property that goes oh I wonder whether I should drop mine a hundred dollars a week and see if I get more interest you know what I mean that type of activity so yeah that's amazing content that's what investors want to be reading they want to be learning they want to be educating themselves on and that sets you up as the expert in that area as well. That's the content ticked off. Let's talk about now how do you actually grow your profile or a following on Instagram? How do you get seen amongst all of the other people on there? On LinkedIn or Instagram? Yeah. Sorry, on LinkedIn. Yeah. Is it a following? <laughs> no, no, you said Instagram and someone oh, was like, oh sorry. You mentioned that as I know on LinkedIn is my favorite. On LinkedIn, I probably do it a little bit different to maybe what the experts would suggest. So I connect with people, but I actually don't send them a message. So I think that people should look at LinkedIn in a couple of different ways or in a different, for different purposes. So one purpose of LinkedIn is connecting with your existing clients. So your existing clients are the ones that have called you and they are wanting to, wanting an appraisal of their home. I would go and connect with them straight away on LinkedIn. And so what that allows is for that client to, to, warm, to be warmed up to you and what you offer. 
and they will see you then consistently on LinkedIn. So that's the first one. It's about maintaining your clients and converting those cold leads to warm or hot leads. So that's the first step. The second step is to actually make new connections with people that haven't spoken to you before. And so that's really just as simply as going to the search bar and putting in your connections there. Now, the way that I see LinkedIn is that you need to activate your database's database. So to put that into context, if I was to have bought in 300 new leads last year, I could confidently say that was probably from about 12 referring agents or referring people. So if we were to have taken on 300 new managements last year, of those 300 managements, for me to have found them individually would mean that I would have to work out whether they are more likely to be plumbers, electricians, teachers. All of my investors are so different. I couldn't actually find who they are. So instead, what we want to do is tap into our database's database. So those 12 people that had referred me, those 300 people are the ones that we should be focused on. So those 12 people can be made up of other sales agents that are referring to the business. They can be Eastern State property managers that are referring to you. And they can also be finance brokers and buyers agents. So they're really the ones that we are focusing on and trying to make sure that our content is suitable for them. So just to reiterate, it's the database's database. And if you can find those referrals into your business, it makes it so much easier because you are marketing to potentially 12 people who will find you those 300. So that is the way that I use LinkedIn. So the first way was maintaining people that have already contacted you, getting them connected and then the second way is finding them, which is literally just by putting in the search bar buyers, agents, and finance brokers, for example. But there's also a third one that I think is really important for people to understand that in this market where it's probably it should be quite easy to find leads at the moment, there is a chance that is, I'm not naive to know that it's, Interstate investors aren't always going to be the main source of my lead gen because they're hot now, but they might not be hot in a few years. So I've got to make sure that I protect myself and making sure that I've also got the third option, which is connecting with people in my local community. So right now, I don't have a lot of investor activity in my local community, but I will in the future. So to stay in touch with those that database, I would then be searching and connecting with people that work at local schools, local councils, and then the local businesses as well, because those people are more likely to have connections in my area, which is South Perth. So while it's not, I think everyone needs to be like one step ahead. So make sure that you've got a couple of layers lined up. So when the market changes or your referrals do change, that you are not neglecting anybody, if that makes sense. If you are anything like me, you think you know your rent roll numbers. Well, I thought I did until I had a rent roll health check and I was quite literally shocked. The money I was leaving on the table was astounding. And this is not something that I'm proud to admit. There were mismanagement fees, let fees, advertising and lease renewal fees not being charged and properties even without bonds. 
And all of this was happening despite monthly audits being conducted in my business. So how did I uncover all these gaps in my valuable income? Well, I had a rent roll due diligence from my good friend, Tazi, aka the Rent Roll Queen and founder of the Tazi Way, a specialist in rent roll due diligence, business valuation and management rights. The Tazi Way is the innovative force driving the real estate industry. With 25 years of business and real estate acumen, they find gaps and risks in your agency to find undiscovered value. If you'd like to book your business in for a rent roll due diligence, head to the link in the show notes and mention That Property Mum for a 10% discount. There's been so much talk of stress, overwhelm and burnout in property management lately. Do you want to know how I overcame all of that? Yes, I hit rock bottom multiple times, but I got myself a virtual assistant. Actually, not just one, but three. But I didn't just get any VA, I got a PMVA. What are they? Well, they are the most well-trained in the business. And not only that, you also have a backup VA. So that essentially, your business is never without admin support ever again. And my health, time and business has never looked back. Your PMVA can take care of tasks like rent arrears, lease preparation and renewals, maintenance follow-up, routine inspection bookings, data entry, audits, prospecting, inbox management, and so much more. And the best part of implementing a PMVA in my business was that it freed up my time and my team's time to take care of important things like customer service. What makes me feel so safe is that PMVA is owned by Tiffany Botel, both here and in the Philippines, making my data secure and giving me more control over the VA arrangement. So head to the link in the show notes to book in your discovery call with Lady Boss Tiff. Absolutely. And I can totally relate to that story of not having your next pipeline, I guess is the best way to describe it, lined up. When I first started in our business back in 20, what are we, 2011, we had got a lot, had a lot of that investor buyers. We had a lot of development and growth. A lot of estates were being cropping up. So a lot of our business then was developers and self-managed super fund, people buying through wealth creation groups. And then all of a sudden there was too many properties. Everything was, every, these people were buying way over price. Everything was crazy and to shit really. And then I was like, no business coming in because I had put all my eggs in that one basket. I love that strategy that you're thinking a couple of, it doesn't surprise me that you do think a couple of steps ahead of yourself and that you've got this one platform though that you can, which is LinkedIn, not Instagram, you can look a couple of steps ahead and see, okay, we, this pipeline's amazing right now. Let's develop this one and let's just keep this one a little bit warm as well over here to move on and do it. Now, is it a lot of work? How do you, it talks to some of the practicalities of how often you post, how that looks for you and how you create that content. Yeah. So absolutely does not take long at all. I would probably be doing, the, I want to say 30 minutes a week on it. And to be honest, that's probably a little bit too much. I could be a bit more sensible and really repurpose things and cut corners if I needed to. Half an hour a week is all I spent. And that I used to do five posts per week. So every day. Now I'm probably doing about three posts per day. I'm sorry, three posts per week. And that's plenty. I think that 
idea is that if you if someone connects with you and they go look at your feed, they just want to see that you're active. So I think if as long as they see a post in the last couple of days, you'll be fine. But to really amplify it, if you could aim for five per week, that would be ideal. And that should be pretty easy to do, to be honest. By the time you do a Google review, a case study, an a opinion piece, a blog, and I don't know, something fun for the fifth day, it's not hard. It's not hard to do. So I would say that one of my favorite tips is when I connect with people on the phone, when they call me, I always get them to SMS me through their email address. And the reason why I do is because then I immediately add them as a contact into my phone with their email address. And then what happens is that just is all connected with my LinkedIn. So when I go onto my LinkedIn, it'll say you have new contacts to add. And then I just connect with those people that I've spoken to during the week. So I would connect with, do that most days. And I actually probably just do it when I am chatting to, when I'm waiting for an appointment or something like that. So just do it in between my spare time. And then I would pop in buyers agents into the search bar. And I'd probably, I would say, connect with about 50 people per week on average. And I've currently got about over seven and a half thousand connections. So people just use those numbers as an um, as a comparison. And then I do use YouTube to put my videos on and then I share those videos onto LinkedIn so that I can also monitor the views that they've had. And to also give people a comparison in terms of the views and impressions that I'm getting on my posts, it ranges between um, between 1,000 and 3,000 per post. So that's pretty good. I'm pretty happy with that. Any lesson that I think it's it's not fabulous, but I would say to you that my most popular posts are definitely the ones where I've got a, a video or a photo of me. And it actually surprisingly is the raw video. So the very basic video, but professional. Yeah, nothing too formal. Those ones are the most popular. That's good to know. Yeah, that is really good. You don't need to have that polished content on any of the platforms I'm discovering. I've done a lot of work with the metrics and the back end of Instagram recently with a lot of our clients as well as my own content. And yeah, definitely the everyday stuff is resonating with people more than the polished content. And if I could just add on as well that with LinkedIn, you can schedule now. So there's no reason that just on a Monday, you schedule your posts in for the week, do a couple of connections, do a couple of engagements where you go through and comment on some stuff. And that's it. Like literally five minutes of connections and then 25 minutes of setting up your posts for the week. It's really, it's not complicated. You just got to do it. And it's just a very much treat it as a process driven platform and and nothing more and also when we went over to Bali we had the talking about the power of influence and I did a post the other day talking about the importance of being able to be socially present on platforms like this so that people call you and you don't have to call them because the minute I'm I have to cold call is the minute that the power is in that client's side and I want to hold the power in the conversation. I want to hold the power when it comes to fees. So I want people to call me if they want me, as opposed to me calling them because I want the business. And that power of the influence, I'm really noticing is because of a strong social profile as well. Amazing. I love that advice, those tips. 
Thank you so much for sharing those with everybody. I'm sure there's so much value in that. And I think a lot of people still fear putting themselves out there on social media. They don't want to be seen as, I don't know, being a show off or with all they've got imposter syndrome. It's the opposite. They don't feel like they've got any value. But honestly, I think I love that mindset shift where you've got the power in your hands, not in the clients. I think if anyone's listening, take that as a huge gold nugget from today's podcast recording. Now, not only has my battery died and I am also now about to run out of time on my Zoom. I don't know what, it, I, something has happened to my Zoom recording back end. Maybe my credit card didn't go through. I don't know. But anyway, let's quickly give people some personal development tools or a tool that they can take away from today. My biggest one is literally listening to these podcasts and educating yourself. I think it's free. It gives you such valuable insights and there are so many available. So I would say that my I learn the most from other people and it is the easiest way. You're in the car, you're driving around, get on, listen to some podcasts like this and actually hear directly from people that are in your position and doing your job, how they're doing it and make sure that you uh, what you're doing is consistent. Maybe you are working really well and that's just a re reaffirming that you are doing a good job or maybe you can learn from it and go, well, you know what? Asha's got 7,500 contacts on LinkedIn. I need to up the ante a little bit and I'm going to go and connect with a whole heap of people. You know what I mean? I just feel like that's the best and it's free and just and it's easy to do. So that for me would be 100% the biggest thing that I would say helps people personally and professionally makes their jobs a little bit easier and where possible also making sure they connect in person with other people in the industry. But connecting with people in your industry is 1000% the secret of success, I think, in property management. Absolutely. And I think if people have got stories to share, skill sets to share, reach out to us on our podcast as well and let us know. Come and share your story. We don't have all the answers, but we are sharing what answers we have. And I'm sure there's some of you out there listening that have got more answers than what we've got. So, and different skill sets than we've got. So yeah, I invite you to reach out to Ash, <laughs> if you don't mind Ash, and reach out to me to come on podcast. Now, Ash, what is the best way for anyone who doesn't already know you to connect with you? Since we're talking about LinkedIn, the best way would be to connect on LinkedIn and, uh, and shoot me through a message there if you have any questions or want some advice on anything, more than happy to help as well. And that's just Ashley Goodchild and that is on LinkedIn. Amazing. Thank you. Always love having a chat with you. So much valuable information that you share so generously with the community. Love your work, Ash. Thank you. My pleasure. Property inspections, entries, exits, incomings, outgoings, routine inspections, whatever you call them, you have to do them. And I remember when I first started as a property manager, you had to handwrite the reports and take notes on a digital camera, then upload the photo memory card to your computer and hope and pray that they weren't all blurry or your computer had enough memory to store them. But gone are those days. Thanks to Inspection Express. Now, Inspection Express is not only the number one tool used by leading property managers across Australia and New Zealand, but the leader in groundbreaking new tech in the industry with the launch of 360 degree virtual tours. Now, virtual tours is upping the ante, giving landlords, owners and directors unparalleled 360 degree virtual access to their properties. So head to the link in the show notes to book in your free demo 
with Inspection Express. If you love the Property Management Podcast, you've got to check out the PM Collective, hosted by my friend, Ashley Goodchild. She discusses things like how to have awkward conversations about pay rises, um, yes please, how to raise the bar in property management, and why so many people just seem to fall into the industry. You've got to love stories like that. She'll leave you with great advice, actionable steps to take, and let you know that you're not alone in any of the challenges that you face. So be sure to check out the PM Collective wherever you get your podcasts. Can I ask you a quick favor before you leave this episode? Now, we all know how important reviews are for businesses these days, and mine is no different. If you could spare just a minute to follow, rate, and review this podcast, it would mean a lot to me. In fact, what would get me super excited is if you share this podcast with someone in the industry who you think might need to hear some of the episodes right now. And if you'd like to find out more about working with me or any of the products I have to help you start, grow, or scale your property management business, head to my website, thatpropertymum.com.au or check out the links in the show notes.